This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not represent other podcasts or affiliates of Gunna Geek. Check out more podcasts at GunnaGeek.com and get ready because geekness starts in three, two, one. The Gunna Geek Network presents the latest installment of All Things Good and Nerdy. With your hosts, Naki. Turnet is really, really great. Forborn. Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. And Chris. So I'm going to say this as nice as I can. You go to hell, sir. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> They're here each week to talk about the latest in nerd news. And sometimes they bring a special guest host along, too. As Magneto once said, Ha ha ha, welcome to die! Well, I want to cut you all. I'm just going to cut you all. Meat candy. Woohoo! You have boobs! So kick your feet up and relax as you take in the latest crazy episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Stole a, uh, a toy from work because I don't know if you know the Spider-Man toy. meme, but, but there is a meme of Spider-Man sitting behind a desk and where it says, all my friends are getting married and I'm just sitting here masturbating. Well, we have that as a race car at work. And I was sitting there and I'm looking at it. I'm like, this, this car needs to come home with me. And so I put it in my pocket because it, it was going in my pocket anyways because one of one of the one of the kids was racing around the room with it and you can't do that we you know whatever but then i just forgot to take it out and it's currently sitting on my bookshelf in between two my little pony dolls <laughs> so does this mean you're going to keep it y- yes <laughs> scandalous i know this is just what happens when uh, my story of the week is three-year-olds knock-knock jokes, which I don't <laughs> understand them, I think. Because, like, knock-knock. Who's there? Batman. Chipmunk. Chipmunk who? There's a chipmunk eating cheese in the park. This is a three-year-olds knock-knock joke. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> like, that's I, the most interesting I, thing that happened to me this week. You know that I learned that boring life, then. Like, well, no, like, five-year-old boys are really fucking perverted. You should take off the five-year-old and you're probably right, I mean. Well, no, like, like, I'm expecting it from my, from the older boys. But, like, there are these five-year-olds, like, there's, like, they they huddle up and they make a group and then they'll go into the, we have a space maze. They'll go in there and then they'll call a girl in, like, who's wearing a dress and they'll, like, make her bend over. (laughs) Like that's not right, man. How do you so feel about that? Perverted, you mean ingenious? They're five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, me and all of my coworkers were all like sitting there, like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, so like, and we have to get Barbie dolls that have like clothes like painted on because they take it off and then they giggle at like. There's boobies, and we're like, you're five. Why do you even know this stuff? Like, and then the the worst part is, is that they have to learn this from somebody, and I'm like sitting there like, uh, no. The worst part is the high expectations that those Barbie dolls are setting. That's the worst part. Well, yeah, obviously, but then, but like, we have to tell all the little girls to wear shorts, and like, I'm like, this is this is super awkward and weird, like. And then there's one girl who doesn't even wear underwear. And we're like... That can't be good. You are four years old. Put on some underwear. I don't think I like how this show's starting out now. This is so weird. (laughs) This took a really weird Go back to the three-year-old knock-knock jokes. Those were funny. Tell her to give me a call in 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Am I right? (laughs) Knock uh, knock. Knock knock. Elephant. Elephant who? Elephants can't knock. But they can. Yay! I'm so confused. Because <laughs> um, Naki's knock knock jokes are weirding me out. I'm just going to start the show. Uh, welcome to episode 110 <laughs> of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, recorded live on Sunday, June 1st, 2014. New month. Uh, joining me today, we get the regulars. We've got Anthony and Naki. 
And for the second week in a row, we've got another one of the unqualified gamers with us as Cody's joining us once again. I am. I am indeed both joining one of you once again and joining all of you once again. Indeed. I'm just <laughs> kind of I'm kind of surprised you were able to stop playing Mario Kart. You know, you'd be surprised what nice weather, what beautiful, amazing weather after nine months of polar vortex will do to you. It makes you go outside sometimes. I like Mario, the polar vortex. Because <laughs> the Mario Kart's always going to be there, I guess. Yeah, it's like, hey Nintendo, why don't you release your next like huge game when the weather's crappy like it's been forever and I had no new <laughs> Nintendo games to play. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what is the next big Nintendo game, though? Smash Brothers? Smash Brothers! Coming out for 3DS this summer and Wii U this fall slash winter. Yeah, and they so... said you'd be able to use your GameCube controllers to play Smash Brothers now. Yes, they're coming out with an adapter, which has led me to the prediction that Nintendo will soon offer GameCube games as virtual console downloads. I think that's a safe bet. Seems legit. That probably make a lot of Nintendo fans very happy. Yeah, I think it needs to be done. It's like, why not? I mean, the Wii U is going to be around for a bit. GameCube didn't get as much love as it probably should have, but there were some good good games games on the GameCube, too. Yeah, there were some really good ones. Twilight Princess, Star Fox Assault. Twilight Princess. (laughs) But Twilight Princess was also on the Wii, so... (laughs) It's true. It was a GameCube game that was ported to the Wii, though. Yeah, you know, all of the Smash Brothers Melee fans are just going to download Melee on Wii U and just play that a whole bunch. Oh, I know. Especially if there's like, online play oh, built into it. Yeah. So, that probably won't happen, I wouldn't think, but because, you know, the hardcore Melee fans, they can't play online anyway because lag or whatever. Yeah. I played. I spent a lot of time in my college years playing Super Smash Brothers on the GameCube. It was bad, man. We were addicted. We did the 99-man melee. It took us uh, eight and a half hours to finish it with four people. No, playing. it didn't. Yes, it Not, did. No, I have done the 99-man melee several times. And my friend Jordan, whenever he's in town from uh, from Des Moines, we used to do an Iron Man match. It was a 60-minute <laughs> Smash Brothers nice. match. Yeah. And then one time I didn't see him for a really long time, or like we didn't get to do it one time. So the time I saw him after that, we did a 90-minute Iron Man match. That'd be tough. No, when we were playing, though, we'd been playing so much, it was just hard to kill anyone. And it was in one of the crappy dorm rooms. So we'd have to pause every half hour to be like, all right, switch chairs. So now that the person who's standing can sit down, the guy that was squatting on the floor can lean against the bed. It was bad, man. This was all in, like, a little 17-inch TV. That is that is rough. <laughs> First world problems, man. Yeah. But you'd be surprised if you can do with 17 inches. <laughs> no, do tell. But I'm I would know... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep putting these sunglasses on anytime I say anything mildly inappropriate. Mildly inappropriate? We thrive on that here on this show. <laughs> Pretty positive that's what our show name should be. <laughs> that, that, in fact, that will be this Welcome week's Welcome to your Sunday morning game. podcast of Mildly Inappropriate. <laughs> I love it. Brought to you by Go Fuck Yourself. Patent pending. <laughs> Which is basically just a coffee with a punch in it. Like fruit punch? It's a no. kick in the glass. Am I right, guys? Am I... <laughs> uh... All right, now we're going the wrong direction. I'm going to try and salvage this. I'm going to toss this over to the news of the week. <laughs> news All right. of the week. News team, assemble! Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet. It's the news of the week. And who would like to go first this week? Any volunteers? I'll go first. Mine's easy. Easy peasy. (laughs) I won't leave that. I won't comment. You're easy. Shut up. I am. What's your point? (laughs) (laughs) All guys are easy, Naki. That's just a given. Yeah. Shut up. Anyways. (laughs) Um... So my news of the week is Josh Brolin was cast as Thanos this week. Um, he's which, got the chin for it. He's got the yeah. chin. A couple he's of little lines, bulk- some purple skin. He's yeah. not as bulky as I was thinking, but I have not. I have yet to like 
not like a Marvel Studio choice, so I can't say anything. Well, is he playing Thanos, or is he just the voice of Thanos? I didn't look that much into it. It doesn't say he's actually playing Thanos. Okay, because I haven't seen anything yet, and I assumed he was CGI in the Avengers. Yeah, like, like my guess is going to be like how they did the Hulk, you know? Okay, motion capture and stuff off of him. That makes sense. Well, and even if they do the body, Thanos is always wearing body armor over. So, I mean, you could put him in a you know a padded suit, and as long as the armor looks cool, you wouldn't be able to tell. True, true. But like I said, I've I've yet to be disappointed by Marvel casting, so I'm actually kind of interested to see. Um, Josh Brolin is actually like the what did I see him in? Oh, it was in Men in Black Three where he was. Basically, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, he yeah. does a very good he job. Young Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he smiles like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Freaking Josh Bullen just doing that deadpan Tommy Lee Jones, I ain't smiling for nothing face. It was think... it was weird how well he did that though. <laughs> mm. I think he's a pretty good actor. That's not, not many not a people bad have choice. a Tommy Lee Jones impersonation. Josh Bolins is damn good. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was my news of the week. See, mine was easy. I'll like, go next because mine's easy too. Is that uh, last night at twelve oh one a.m. or I guess this morning at twelve oh one a.m. Lego put out their newest set that came out of the. They used to have Lego Quoso is what it was called, which is basically Kickstarter for Legos. They changed it to Lego Ideas, which is where it's fan inspired creations. Well, last night at twelve oh one a.m., the Ghostbusters Ecto One went on sale. Sweet. At 12.15 a.m., my order was in because they sold out of the DeLorean fairly quickly. So if you haven't seen it yet, here is the Ghostbusters Ecto-1. All four Ghostbusters and Ecto-1. It looks badass, and I want it. I want it real bad. I like I like how they did the traps, too. Yes. It's like one of the inverted guns. With and the, the proton packs look really good, panel. Too. Yeah, they do. I am, I am amazed by the cost of Legos because, like... Today is my nephew's birthday. He's turning seven, so we were, we got him Legos. Um, the plan was we were going to get him Ninjago Legos because he really likes it. I think I think it's a show. Um, he really likes yeah, it. I think so. And uh, so the set he wanted though was eighty five dollars, and we're like, no. So we you know wound why? up getting. It's they have Lego. a monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. There's like four other companies that make small blocks that go together, but none of those companies are actually fucking competing with Lego. Lego yeah. has no competitors. No, my they are a one-of-a-kind company that no, just my, kicks the shit out of everybody. My understanding is that the pricing is because they, like, any Lego ever made can perfectly interconnect with any other Lego because their yeah. standards of measurements are, like, within a micrometer or whatever. And, oh, yeah. Uh, their QA is ridiculous. Yeah, there was a Reddit AMA, and there was a guy that worked for, like, the U.S. Navy or something, or the U.S. military, and said that even, like, the screws they were using in, like, fighter jets or something weren't held to the uh, measurement standards that Legos are, are made to. So it's an incredibly, like, specific process. I can't verify this, but... I've heard similar Seems things before. There's ridiculous QA that goes into these things because they want them to be perfect. You can use them with anything, yeah. but... There's some incredibly awesome sets out there, but they cost a crap ton. Like the, my favorite one to reference is they make a super Star Destroyer from the Star Wars line that has 3,100 pieces in it. That's 400 bucks. Yeah, I got a Tie Fighter one year, and it was uh over a hundred bucks. It was a hundred bucks, I think. Right, I and the Death Star put... is also 400 dollars. Well, that's the Death Star. I mean, come on, Death Star. <laughs> yeah, it has. Oh. I can't tell. My God, do you know what they need to make? Alderaan? The Technodrome? Oh, my God. Yes. Well, well, this is what we wound up getting. We wound up getting my nephew, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Legos. So it's very possible that we can see the Technodrome. Uh, It's pronounced Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtegos. (laughs) (laughs) That's how that works. I like you can't see my face when because... Michael Bay is fucking it up. Uh, Thank you for reminding me that Michael Bay is raping my childhood yet again. Oh, God. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Hulks. You know, so, some people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to see it anyway because it's Ninja Turtles. I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm not seeing that <laughs> no. shit. He's right. Don't I said give I a the same fucking thing. Yep. 
basically that was that was mine. I'm like, no, not seeing it. Nope. You, there is nothing that you could say that will make me see this movie. Yeah, <laughs> why? I might eventually watch it when it shows up on Netflix, which I'm already paying for. But I will not give them a dollar to watch that fucking movie. No, not happening. I'll go I'm back not even and watch Netflix. The ones from the 90s with Vanilla Ice in them. Yes. <laughs> <I> smile fondly. <laughs> yes. That's ninja, what I'm gonna have. Ninja rap. Ninja ninja rap. <laughs> you know, now I'm going to have to write an article about how I refuse to see the new Ninja Turtles because there's no vanilla ice in it. <laughs> I can't wait to see this there you one. <laughs> going to be my new also thing. Also because uh, it's going to be shitty. <laughs> there's no Kevin Nash, Big Sexy, is the Super Shredder. Uh, Kevin Nash. <laughs> not ever talk about Kevin Nash. Come <laughs> on! Dude, he was the Russian in The Punisher. He was Super Shredder. No. I love Kevin Nash. I can't. You know, they, you, know, you know they got a Super Shredder chance going at a pay-per-view? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, he wrestled in a pay-per-view like a year ago when they brought him back for no reason, and the crowd was so bored, they just started like chanting, Super Shredder! <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Oh, the WWE is awesome. <laughs> I I haven't watched it since the days of like Stone Cold and and The Rock, but those are good old days. I guess I from what I'm hearing, it's actually worth to like tune in these days. I, I turn know. it on occasionally still. It's not quite as fun without CM Punk though. Yeah. Who may return at payback tonight? That would be awesome. I I my prediction is no. My prediction yeah. hell well, no it's not gonna happen. Because everyone's been saying every pay per view since then, oh CM Punk's probably coming back tonight and he's not. Yeah. yeah Wait, what happened to CM Punk? I must have missed something. He left. He just left. He just left. He didn't he like out. Oh, he just oh okay. He just he, up and left. Literally the day after the Royal Rumble, he left. He I guess I mean, there, there's kind of like in reports, but basically he went to Creative or Vince McMahon or something, and he wasn't happy with something, and he just said, like, I'm literally just leaving, and he left, and they had to rewrite the entire show for that night because it was like three hours before Raw, and yep. their top guy, I mean, their top guy besides Daniel Bryan just left, and he has not... He just he he was inactive on Twitter. Didn't do any like he didn't do anything. Like no one knew what was going on for months. And there's all these rumors, like, is it real? Is it a work? Is it blah, blah, blah? There's all this drama. And then he finally, like, tweeted for the first time about a month ago when the Ultimate Warrior died. He retweeted some kid said something about the Ultimate Warrior, and so Punk retweeted it. But that was the first anyone's heard. He's, like, sang the uh, the seventh-inning stretch of the Cubs game a few weeks ago, and he, he talked about He said something about the Blackhawks, like, let's go Hawks in the playoffs, and then sang it, didn't say a word about wrestling. He did an art, an interview with Red Eye Chicago because he is uh, he's painting a seat at Wrigley Field. I guess the Cubs are doing this charity where like fifty celebrities are painting seats at Wrigley and then selling them for uh, for charity, auctioning them. And he's painting one. And Red Eye did an interview, didn't say anything about wrestling except that the question was, "How does it feel to be retired at 35?" And he goes, "It feels good," and then answered the rest of the question. So maybe he's retired. Yeah, from all reports, he saved up his money and all that. And the other reports I've heard said he's had some health issues, some lingering injuries and stuff, and it was just little. It all kind of happened at one point. And he was like, you know what, I'm done. Yeah. Well, I think he's had a problem with WWE creative since that last really big shoot interview, where they turned the mic off on him, and when he was calling out everybody. I, that was scripted, I think, to an extent. The pipe bomb interview. Yeah, but I think two from years that ago. point forward, he's had trouble with WWE creative. He's, he's never been going overwhelmingly. The way he wants to go. Yeah, yeah ha happy with them. So, no. um, but it's it sucks. Now, um, now, of course, the rumors are still going about because Daniel Bryan, the champion, is legitimately injured. He had a neck Broke injury. Neck. Neck injury. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, tonight, I saw the photo of him in the hospital. That was some scary looking shit. Yeah. Um. So tonight at payback, and there's legit injury, actual surgery. So tonight at payback, he is supposed to either give up the championship or his wife Brie Bella is gonna be fired. Some stupid thing. But the big <laughs> thing is like, well, if he's legit injured and he needs to give up the title, and he's in Chicago, what if Punk pops in and he like does something like, oh, I'll give a championship match, but someone has to beat Punk otherwise. Yeah, Punk you wins. know the crowd's gonna be insane for CM Punk since it's in Chicago. They yeah, always, they're gonna go nuts. When they when they when Raw came to Chicago about a month ago, they uh, 
they ha- there was this like hijack Raw hashtag movement, and like the crowd tried to basically just take over Raw with CM Punk chants. Well, they've had to since they pre-record SmackDown and then air it. They've had to take the audio and dub out a lot of these CM Punk chants in it. Yeah. Especially when they were in their England tour this last time around, they dubbed out most of the CM Punk chants that came up in the background. Yeah. Wow. So the guy is incredibly, incredibly popular, and it's all because a lot of that because of that pipe bomb promo, for lack of a better term, a couple years back. Well, and he's the yeah. best wrestler in the world. Yes. Well, I don't know, man. Brian Danielson's pretty damn good. So aside from he's, maybe he's getting arguably that, the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. Yeah, but but he's he's certainly <laughs> there's a pretty strong you know pretty strong case. when Daniel Bryan and CM Punk were feuding last summer. Like those were the three best main event pay per view matches we've gotten in ten years. See, I, I tune in occasionally, and I will be fully honest. I'm very tempted to get the WWE Network because then I can watch all the pay per views for ten bucks a month. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, you know what? I might actually do this. It's cool, man. Which is why the All WWE the Network is so much smarter than the UFC Fight Pass. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> the UFC Fight Pass, if they doubled their price but then gave me all the pay-per-views, I would pay that. I was, oh, God, I was so tempted to get the Fight Pass, and I was just like, no. What do you get with the Fight Pass? Yeah. You get um, um, a lot of the shows that are blacked out in other countries. You get all the next Ultimate Fighter, and then you get the entire library from basically. If you, go, I think it's like you go back six months, and every pay per view pre- previous to that, back to UFC one, and everything they bought for the WEC, um, what was it, Strike Force, all the little companies they bought, and all the videos, all the fights that uh, Dana White would never release before the ones that they refused to put out because of different fighters that he had you know, disagreements with, all of those are in there. Hmm. But it's not the current pay-per-views. And so you're still paying you know, 60 bucks three times a month because there's so many damn pay-per-views now. Yeah, that's crazy. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very tempted to try the WWE Network for 10 bucks. You have to do a six-month commitment, I just looked up to see. But hey, that's like buying one pay-per-view. Yeah, and for the six months, you're going to get, what, at least five pay-per-views, maybe eight? Depending yeah. I mean, on what year. Hell, they even did WrestleMania included in that. So if you paid ten bucks for WWE Network, you got WrestleMania. I, it might make yeah, me. Yeah, so I think they got a lot of subscribers because yeah, they started. Didn't they start it in April? Yeah, they started the year. Uh, no, they started in February. Yeah, was it February? So I do around by WrestleMania, you could do it, and a lot of people jumped on that for WrestleMania because it's like, oh, ten bucks, I can get WrestleMania. Yeah, two of my friends and I signed up the night before WrestleMania, and I'll tell you. It is the the technology behind that, like it's smooth. It's smooth as silk and it, it loads it buffers for like five seconds and HD pure HD quality just it's it's unbelievable. The, the quality and the speed is it's it destroys Netflix. Because I know they have a Roku app now and I know they have one for Xbox three sixty and Xbox One, so I could watch on all my devices at the house. I've pulled it up on my phone on the bus. Oh, nice. I like open up the app and I damn. Just, and and they have twenty four seven live programming too. So if you don't want to like select what to watch, you can just turn it on and something's on. Like when I had friends over to watch uh, or to play, I had a Mario Kart eight launch party Friday, and at one point there was like a lull or somebody asked about the network and I pulled it up, just turned on my PS three, which is what I watched it on. I uh, loaded it up and it was showing like Halloween Havoc from nineteen ninety or nice. something. And it was like the Steiner brothers in a tag team match. It was just like, boom, there it is. That was pre-Scott Steiner steroids. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Everyone who's not seen wrestling now is like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? No doubt. Yeah, and that's the sad thing, too, because the UFC Fight Pass, it had so many problems when it launched on the technology side of it. Because I got it for that first two months. Because they gave me, like, the first month free, and then I paid for a month. And was going back and watching a bunch of old pay-per-views and stuff. So, I mean, there's the fight catalog. It's worth it, honestly, if you're an MMA fan. There's so many old fights that if you just get it for six months and go back and just watch all the old ones, it's worth it for that. But not being able to see the new current stuff sucks. And just, I'm, I'm, at this point, it's gotten a little better by the time I canceled it, but it wasn't good enough for me to keep paying for it. So I actually had, I canceled it because, yeah, the tech side of it, it's not a smooth app. It doesn't run well on my computer. Mm-hmm. It had buffering problems, like all yeah, sorts of shit. I only did the first month free. It wasn't worth it to me. Yeah. I got a couple free pay-per-views on my Xbox, and I pushed their app out on Xbox, but that's about all I did. Because well, I saw Brock Lesnar get destroyed 
in one of those pay-per-views. It was for free. Oh, like, that was one of my favorite things ever. I, I will <laughs> love Cain Velasquez till the day I die yeah. because he put Brock Lesnar in his fucking place and scared him out of pro fighting. I'm the so toughest excited. guy on the planet, but you can't take a fucking punch to the face. <laughs> Fuck Brock Lesnar. I hate that dude. Giant I'll fucking douchebag. I don't think you've, you've told us how you really feel. <laughs> oh, dude, when he oh. broke the streak... Oh, man, don't even I was so pissed. I, I put it on Twitter. The, the, the most... Hey, I, I, I the I most undeserving prick who just came back to pro wrestling because he can't actually fight is given, like, one of the coolest things any wrestler could be given as a push. Totally unfucking deserving He, But if they had given it to any pro wrestler, that pro wrestler would be hated by millions. Just... I would rather see Dink the fucking Clown take the streak than Brock hey, Lesnar. Doink the Clown was fucking amazing. No, I said Dink. Oh, okay. Oh, the, the midget, midget version, version yeah. of Doink. Oh, God. I would rather see Dink the Clown take the street for the taker than fucking Brock Lesnar. He's more deserving. He put in more hours. But everyone, but people would hate Dink forever. True. But like, he the thing is, now, paid. you should be happy because now millions of people will hate Brock Lesnar forever. Millions of people happy. hated him before, and that's why they brought him to the <laughs> UFC because Dana White's like, people hate him. It sells tickets. But People you hate him at WWE. It sells tickets. Brock Lesnar was a very talented professional wrestler. Go back to what is it like WrestleMania 19? I think it was him and Angle when Angle had the broken neck and wrestled. Fantastic match, even though he botched no. shooting star press. Brock Lesnar is a fantastic physical wrestler, not a fantastic pro wrestler. Because a professional wrestler is half actor, half athlete. Brock Lesnar is not a fucking actor. He well, can't work a mic to save no, his that, life. That's why he has Paul Heyman part of the time. is a professional wrestler. The hang Brock on. is a physical wrestler. I have to I have to disagree there because when Lesnar came back and he did his match with John Cena, like every match Lesnar has done since he came back has been really good. And in all the nuances, like his facial expressions and the way he sells and everything, like in the ring, yeah, he doesn't have the best mic skills, but as a performer, as like an actor in the ring, he's very I've good been legit ring. impressed since he came back. Like the, the problem Cody, better because yeah, I've refused to watch him because yeah. Tony, the I'm problem is you said the two Lesnar. words that guarantee I get bored. You said John Cena. <laughs> so I got sleepy. <laughs> and I hate John Cena. Like, I'm not a big Cena guy, but I their match when he came back, it was it was something. I mean it was I, I was I was a Cena guy in like the early two thousand when he was the when he was the heel rapper and was an awesome persona. And then when they turned him into the modern day Hulk Hogan I got bored. <laughs> Naki's been so quiet. I'm so sorry this got derailed in a pro wrestling <laughs> Naki. Pro wrestling attack. Poor I, Naki. Like I said, I haven't I haven't watched it in years, so I can't like contribute anything here. But that doesn't bother me. I'm actually enjoying this conversation. Naki's like, hey, how about the rock? Nice. <laughs> I like the rock. My 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 unqualified gamers go co host, John, is actually watching and just G-chatted me, God, I can't believe this has somehow devolved into a wrestling podcast. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. That yeah. it's, it's this every week. Hey, I, I somehow work wrestling all into... things good and nerdy. Well, and see, there's a lot of shit you can be nerdy this, about with professional wrestling. This is a great idea, guys. The Gunning Geek Network doesn't have professional wrestling podcast. Dude, don't I get me started. I will totally be on that show. <laughs> I don't have time, and I will make time. I will. Be I have on thought about it. I've seriously thought about doing one. <laughs> I think we just. Oh, I we're think we just happened. We're going to talk to Steven. Just... <laughs> Big Papa. Big Mr. Papa. President. Chris is going to start his ninth podcast. No, no, no. Not wrestling. I, I don't have time to start another one, but I could chime in. I guess I, I could put one of mine to do it. I guess. Where's Wing? Oh, look at He's ready to sacrifice for it. He really Where's wants Wing? to talk some wrestling. Well, see, my thing is, I've been a professional wrestling fan for years, but it comes and goes. Sometimes I'm a huge fan, then I get bored and I go away for a year or two, and I'm like, eh. If you talk about yeah, Mick Foley, I could help. The storyline does that. <laughs> I'm still so mad. He's the only person at Lexington that I was there to see that I didn't get to see. I brought the Mankind uh, Have a Nice Day book, I bought I brought my new uh, 
the when he re-released the Cactus Jack Wanted Dead t-shirts, which the WWE family-friendly version wouldn't let him sell. He was able to sell them for one month at the end of last year. The wife got them for me for Christmas. I was so stoked. Took that to Lexington and got stuck working and doing something. By the time he opened and closed his line, I missed him. Oh, I was so shit, mad. That sucks. Yeah, so wherever I go, like whatever next con I go to, if I'm looking for Mick Foley, that's going to be the top priority is to meet Mick Foley. I got to see him walking into the con because his handler was walking him from a – a panel at the same time we were leaving a panel and the guy's like kind of pushing people out of the way. Cause I mean, you know, Mick's kind of, you know, slowly shuffling and he's, you know, if, if you knock into the guy at this point, you can hurt him. Cause like, he's just a big ball of pain, but it was like, I just saw him. It's like, Oh, I just want to go up and give him a hug. <laughs> like he, he just, he looks, he's such a nice guy. It's like, Oh, I just want to hug him. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, this has turned into the greatest show ever. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, guys, I'm telling you, we need to start a pro wrestling podcast. <laughs> There's <laughs> got to be none on the internet, I'm sure. No, let's do it. Let's call it Unqualified Gamers. <laughs> I, like I like this plan. John will be thrilled. Mm-hmm, he's definitely thrilled. I'm really curious. Okay, now we've got Captain America and Kane. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Captain America. I don't have any fancy masks to wear. Sorry, guys. Nope, I don't have one I either. This back from Mexico for me. Lucha Steve Rod. I feel like you should wear that all the time. The only problem is, is I can't wear my glasses with it, so I can't see you guys. At this I got point. my masks. Screw <laughs> you guys. Oh, wait, there we yeah. go. There you go. That's... <laughs> That's how you should approach the wife the next time you want bed relations. Bed relations? <laughs> bed relations? <laughs> I have never in my life ever requested bed relations. Naki, that was an you adorable You have a very stage. strange, strange view of things, Naki. <laughs> I, should, I should come in like this. Uh, honey, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that, I'll be honest. <laughs> Alright, I think I'm bending my ears here. I don't actually know why I just called it bed relations. I just did. I think that's the new term for it now, Naki. We're going to call it bed relations forever. What okay. are we calling bed relations? Snoo Snoo. Oh, Alright. Futurama reference. Who's getting <laughs> Snoo Snooed? Well, you might be if you put that mask back on. Bed relations. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time to watch TV. <sighs> I hate when people say that. I hate people that say that so much. I watch much. too much TV. I'm like, yeah, and I'm made of time. I have literally no life. That's why I watch TV, because all I do is watch TV. Yeah. I just Men's sit health. around and... I, I play video games, too. Yeah. Men's Health uh, released an article of the 25 douchey things that people should stop doing, and like number 17 was quit telling people you don't have cable and you don't watch television. It's a lie. It's all a lie. Yeah. People, so, people that are saying doing that are doing that basically to just be a douchebag. So I think I inadvertently shared my news of the week with the whole CM Punk story. Uh, I'm predicting he won't be there. If he is, I'll be livid because I could have gotten tickets and been there live. I could go tonight. Like, there's still a ton of tickets oh, available. No doubt. There are sixth row ringside seats available. If I wanted to shell out $320, <sighs> and that's Dang. through Ticketmaster. That's not even scalped. That's yeah. like WWE's price. Hey, Cody, we should we should wow. do this. We should just randomly show up. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> they have 12th, have... row, 12th row balcony seats for uh, 60 bucks, Naki. Nice. Ooh. Two big signs that say, bring back the punk. <laughs> See, boyfriend and I were just talking about what we should do today. Now I'm forming ideas in my head. <laughs> I, well, I'll tell you I what. I think you guys all three know. of you have to meet up and go see wrestling. And I'll watch on the WWE Network, and if I see it, I'll make a screen cap of you guys. <laughs> yes, and please subscribe to the network, because I have WWE stock, and it's not been doing real great. They need no, it really hasn't. <laughs> so, Naki, if you go, text me. Like, legit, I'm thinking about going. 
I was going to say, yeah, yeah, didn't here. Vince just so lose like know, 60% of whatever his worth was? Vince, yeah, I mean, this stock tanks pretty bad. He took like a huge, yeah, did he take a huge hit in the stock market recently? Yeah, yeah. I, I anticipate it'll go back up. It's it's a strong brand, you know, they're, they're making good money. Um, they just didn't make as much on their TV deal as they expected, and... Uh, they, they, they had ridiculous expectations for their next TV deal. See, and actually, so we had a, uh, in, in my marketing agency, we had a WWE sales guy come before the network launch. This was like eight months ago. And he was talking about their numbers. And if you compare WWE's demographics to NASCAR, I have no idea how narrow NASCAR's demographic is. NASCAR is like 70 or 80-some percent over 50 or 60. It's like glaringly, overwhelmingly, just, like, old white guys. Like It's insane... people entertained by people turning left. Yeah, exactly. That's their it's, demographic. Exa- it's an insane ratio, but WWE actually is at, like, a 45% female demographic and, like, hits all ages. Yeah, and it hits the Hispanic target, which a lot of, like, oh, yeah. American stuff doesn't hit. So in terms of, like, sales and, and ratings and things, like, they deserve way more money. They're getting lowballed just because like there's a stigma around pro wrestling, which is stupid. But they're they're legit legit like really good company for investing. Well, and that and you know, competition makes a better product. And right now there really is no competition again. Yeah. So that's know. true because they've kind of killed all the other competition. It is what you it know, is. There's a couple of little shows. What the, I think TNA is still going, isn't it? But I mean, it's not that's huge. It's on death. It has a small though. following. Yeah, and then what is Jack Jarrett made his own promo? His own. Yeah, I mean, compared to like the the raw WCW Nitro days, I mean, WWE since they bought WCW, yeah, since the Monday Night Wars, since they bought WCW, they haven't had an actual competitor. I miss those days. I don't know. (sighs) Since we've spent a lot of time on this topic, Anthony, did you have a news (laughs) story you want to talk about this week? Yeah, we'll do we'll, we'll do one quick one that'll make everybody happy because it was announced this week, or it was already announced that John Wesley's ship, the original TV Flash, was going to be on the new CW Flash. But this week they revealed his character, which some people liked it, some people don't. I was kind of a little disappointed, but I think it's awesome. He is going to be Henry Allen, so he's going to be the Flash's dad. So the original TV Flash is now the new TV Flash's dad. I kind of wanted him to be the reverse Flash. I wanted him to show up as Professor Zoom and be the evil Flash from, like, an alternate dimension where he grew up and became a bad guy. Because that would have just been fucking awesome. That would have. I also wanted him to be that or Jay Garrick, the first Flash. Yeah, which a lot of people, I think, said they wanted to see him as Jay Garrick and see, like, the... Actually see him, you know, with the dog dish on his head, the big silver helmet with the wings on it. So, yeah, a lot of people were hoping for that. But, yeah, he's going to be Henry Allen... So we got the the old Flash and the new Flash on the new Flash show, which after that promo and then the, the five-minute uh, sneak peek they did, I am so excited for that show. Because it's going to be, I mean, Arrow I love. Arrow's been so good for two years. It's one of my favorite shows on television. It's always fun, and they just keep adding more and more little bits of superhero powers and stuff. But with the Flash, from day one, you're going to have a, a show that has to deal with superpowers. And so every episode, you know, it can't be a trick arrow and some computer hacking. It's got to be someone that can deal with someone that can move at the flash of speed every episode. So I can't wait to see what the writers do with that, especially if they bring over some of the writing staff from Arrow, because those guys have done some damn good writing. And speaking of Arrow, Naki now has to watch it. So everyone feel free to hound her on social media, because I finally watched Pacific Rim, so now she has to watch Arrow. I started watching it. I'm three episodes in. (laughs) Now you got to keep going, though. You got to keep going. That's I'm going, all. Going, I'm going. <laughs> You'll you won't feel bad about starting it. Don't worry. It's so, uh, so far. I'm just kind of like, uh. <laughs> uh. I see. I liked it from the get go. So I, maybe she won't end up liking it. It just may not be her show. It was my guess. There may not be enough show. man candy. There may not be enough man candy to keep Naki interested. I'm sorry that I watch shows that you have man candy. Man candy. I know. I've seen. He's right here. He's on my screen right man now. Like candy. my my TV is ready for me to watch the next episode. But... <laughs> I'm just gonna hold this here the whole time so Naki can stare at shirtless Stephen Amell. I'm not complaining. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I actually legit watching the show to, to for story and stuff. And you acting. failed my show, Naki. Okay. If you keep holding that up, I'm going to have to uh, turn off my camera, too. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hand check. Hand check. Shit, I don't nope. have a camera on. Nope. <laughs> Cody refused. This is the best show ever. <laughs> my hands See, look are at busy. That. We took a nice, happy turn there. I like it. Uh, this show I know I'm happy. jokes. <laughs> We could never no, we get, away from dick get away from dick jokes. There's worse things to be associated with, I think. True, I think. the Kardashians. Oh. <laughs> or like my client, Brock Lesnar, who broke the Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania. <laughs> Fuck Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman like mentions it in every promo he does, and it's hilarious. Uh, oh, it's brilliant. It's I've hilarious. Seen of, I've seen a bunch of the memes going off of it. Yeah, now it's everything. Is it's my client that broke the streak. Uh, I love. I do love Heyman though. He's now that's a motherfucker that can work a mic. Oh my that's god! A talented yeah. bastard that can come across as the most evil person on the planet, or so smarmy that like you just think he's literally made out of grease. Like he's so good at his job. You can also put him at the announcer's booth, and he's also fantastic there too. Oh yeah, he's a great caller. He can call matches like nobody's business. I'll actually he's, tell he's you. A little biased. <laughs> I'll actually tell you. Uh, one of my main um, temptations to go actually see the event live, if Naki goes tonight, is so I don't have to hear the announcers because Michael Cole and JBL are atrocious, are un- unlistenable. To I can't do it. I I hate. Yeah. The wrestling commentary these days. Yeah, Michael Cole. I mean, he's annoying because that's what he's supposed to be. But yeah, I miss you know Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. That's Michael those are the Cole's two voices I want to hear. <sighs> I want to hear Ross and Lawler when I'm watching wrestling. Those are the two voices I want to hear talk, calling a match. I don't disagree. What do you think, Naki? <laughs> I no, I'm actually I'm actually of the same. Uh, I don't. I have like I said, I haven't really like watched in forever, but. Uh, the the two voices that I know is is Lawler and Ross. So, or an, actually Taz, I really enjoyed when Taz was doing commentary because he knows so much about wrestling. That's true. Yeah, he wasn't bad either. And then um, who was the other guy? The one that was the professional school teacher that became a pro wrestler for a little bit. I can't think of his name, but he was good on commentary simply because he was an encyclopedia of wrestling. Like, he knew more about wrestling than fucking Lawler and Ross did growing up in the business. Like, he just, he studied it. He was one of those guys, if you named a guy, he could tell you the year he started pro wrestling, what his finishing move was, where he grew up, who taught him how to wrestle. Like, he knew everything about everybody, and it was ridiculous. Joey Styles? Uh, maybe. Nah. I don't know. Eh, all right. Yeah, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, he he was really good on commentary. So you guys want a story that's going to make you feel really good about life in general? Yes. Damn right. Did you guys see earlier this week LeVar Burton is bringing Reading Rainbow back as a Kickstarter project? Yes. And how he yes, made a million-dollar goal in like a day? 12 hours. Yeah. Yep. Did you guys see and the video I response it. of him... Uh, Yes, he was crying, and it was so cute, and I wanted to hug him. The guy legitimately cares. So, I mean, that was just a fantastic story to see the Rating Rainbow Kickstarter in, like, 12 hours get a million dollars. And as of today, they're at $3.2 million. I was going to say, where are they at now? Because it was a little over two when I backed it. Their new goal is $5 million, because then they can build apps for all the different phones and uh, tablet softwares. And with 31 days to go, they have $3.2 million raised. Nice. Doesn't that restore your faith in humanity? It does. That, it that's does. why I wanted to bring Which this is, up, because yeah. it's just awesome. What a lot of people have been saying is that this is the one Kickstarter that's restoring people's faith in humanity. There are 71,730 people that have backed this project so far. I think I'm one of them. Yeah, me too. It's like You see a lot of stuff that gets funded, and you're like, how is that getting money when, like, real-world problems... And then this, and then it's good. Yeah, the the response videos, yeah, even if you haven't backed it, go watch the updates just to watch LeVar's responses to the outpouring for the campaign. 
it's amazing. I don't know how you couldn't back it after watching those videos. Yeah, he's a guy that legitimately cares, and it, it warms my heart to see this project do so well. My cold, dead heart, it warms it. Yeah, I mean, I don't even have much of a heart, but... Yep. Shit, I'm a full-blown psychopath, and even I thought this was fucking touching. Truth. Hey, <laughs> I don't know, and some of the yeah. rewards they're doing here are really cool. I mean, it's not something I would care much about personally, but some of the things, like if you do ten grand, he'll come to the school and he'll do a school assembly, and the school gets free access to the Raging Rainbow app for a year and stuff like that. It's really cool stuff. That's awesome. So uh, I hope. I, I thought you were talking about the new time. perk of the $10,000 Ultimate Visor package. The Ultimate Visor package, I did. <laughs> but uh, Anthony referenced it as the Ultimate Star Trek Visor package. You and a friend will be LeVar's personal guests for a private dinner in L.A., and you'll get to wear the one and only original visor that LeVar wore in TNG. That's for oh, 10 grand. So cool. <laughs> what if it doesn't fit? What if somebody gets I that? I got a and fat head, man. So Someone has a giant head. <laughs> Yikes. Problematic. That would be bad. I don't know. I've been on the Kickstarter a lot lately, though, too, because I also got one of my rewards in for a, a board game I'd backed like a year ago. I saw that. That was your... That's the gate credit. Or... It's uh, Greater Than Games. It's Galactic Strike Force. It's a cooperative uh, ship game. I haven't gotten yeah. to play it yet. Greater Than Games has created my favorite, which is um, Sentinels of the Multiverse, and I really wanted to do that one. But of course, I'm poor, so if that's what, you know. I've been happen. doing a bunch of Kickstarter lately. Uh, I'm always on Kickstarter. I got my Doug Tenaple Sketchbook Volume 2 and the Rogues Gallery from, uh, what was it, Ed, Edwin Huang. Both gorgeous books. Nice. I'm just stacking them nice. up on my stack of books to go through once I actually get done coloring Geek. Since I have this huge stack of Kickstarters. Since we <laughs> did mention Kickstarter, I do want to talk about a project that. I think it's really cool that I hope people go and fund it. Anthony knows this one because I'm pretty sure he's backed it also. Uh, Matt yeah! Miner, who a bunch of us follow on Twitter, has uh, started a new series through Kickstarters called Toe Tag Riot, and it is about zombie punks versus uh, biggest racist and misogynist. Basically, they're going after the Westboro Baptist Church. That's a Kickstarter? I thought that was like an already published comic. I don't think he, issue one has come yeah. out yet. Oh, all right. It, it yeah, looks it's like a Kickstarter. Yeah. I don't know. It's been funny to me to watch the Twitter traffic as they talk about this, and the Westboro Baptist Church starts retweeting it, saying, we don't care, our message is getting out there. So they're retweeting a project about zombies eating them. Yep. It's fantastic. Which is awesome. We talked about it a lot in the last Gonna Geek podcast, too. Oh, nice. Was, uh, uh, I do want to mention, too, uh, Blood and Dust, The Life and Undeath of Judd Glenny, the other one I mentioned. Uh, I don't know if anybody listened to this, went and backed it, but it did get funded. They just... Barely jumped above their $3,000 mark, but they did get funded, so I was really happy to see that one got done. Because the artwork that's coming on that book, and it's an, it's an original vampire story that I hadn't heard before. I had the guys talk about on the Next Element podcast, and then the artwork is just gorgeous. So I can't wait to see that sucker show up. Yeah. I, there's some really cool stuff in Kickstarter. I come and go on Kickstarter. Sometimes I'm backing a bunch of stuff. Other times I don't see much, but... Between Reading Rainbow and Toe Tag Riot, that's two things I've backed in a week. I need to nice. stop backing things for a little bit. Oh, come on. you got to catch up to me. Uh, yeah, how many friends. things have you backed now, Anthony? I was just going to check the number again. Yeah. <laughs> I have friends who have specific like allotments for each month and how much they can put on Kickstarter. Like They put it into their budget. Wow. I have backed uh, 21 projects that got funded and then three projects that didn't. I backed 12 projects that didn't, or wait, yeah, 12 unsuccessful projects, three current projects, 71 collected projects. <laughs> Holy shit, you win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you I, win. I'm probably around 10. I'm going to check. I have yeah, done and, one. And mine, I mean, successful. it's a couple of games, a couple of documentaries about comics, like She Makes Comics, and the one for uh, Bill Finger getting credit for Batman, and right. the rest of it, I mean, like, 85% of it is actual comic books. A lot of mine is comic stuff, and then some board game stuff, and then I've done a couple movies recently, because Kung Fury I had to back, because that was fantastic. Yeah. And then uh, Blue Mountain State, the movie, because I'm strangely addicted to the show Blue Mountain State. <laughs> 
don't get me wrong, it's like a guilty pleasure. Anytime I cook in the kitchen now, I put my tablet on there with Netflix, and while I'm cooking, I'm watching something dumb on Netflix. I'm back on a Blue Mountain State kick. Nice. But so I have collected two projects. Is that it? (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah. Altogether, I backed eighty-six. Four film and video, five games. Good lord, man! Nine that were listed under publishing. One technology. Two that were listed under art, which are like sketchbooks. And then, yeah, under the comics icon, it's sixty-five. So I back sixty-five yeah. comics. You win. I have not done that much. <laughs> you're you're right. I do win only because I get those comics, and it's like Christmas around here all year. Yeah, we've talked Random about that packages before. Packages show up all the time. I fucking love it. It's like, oh, I backed that like a year and a half ago, and here's a package with a gorgeous new comic in it. Yeah, I don't like getting too many updates because, like, I like it to be kind of a surprise. Because I backed, um, I backed Unsung Story, which is supposed to be the spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay. Which is Ooh, going nice. to be amazing. Yeah, the creator of Final Fantasy Tactics, it like partnered with another studio, and that's one of the best games ever made. So can't yeah, wait. It's really but good. I keep getting updates of like AMAs and things like that, and it's like, no, I want to forget you exist, and then one day in <laughs> my the inbox, shows up. just get like, hey, check out this link, download an amazing video game, and you have it. Like, that's what I want. I don't want to keep being reminded that it's going to be here, because, no, let me forget about it. <laughs> I see, and me as a comic artist, I love all the updates, because I love seeing all the work in progress of the books as they're being made, so that stuff I love. It You're makes a better, better man than I am. I, I like people man. that are smart with their updates. They don't just send out an update for everything, but they'll do one yeah. like every couple months or something. Like, alright guys, we want to keep you in the loop, what's going on? Because that's like what Greater Than Games did with Galactic Strike Force. Like, okay, well, here's the prototypes we've got of the ships you'll be getting. We want to show you guys a quick look. And then two months later, like, okay, everything's been sent to China for manufacturing. We'll let you know when they come back from China. And then one day, I just got a message from FedEx. Like, here's your FedEx tracking number. I was like, what the hell is this one? It's a board game. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, finding a happy medium is always hard. Because, yeah, having back so many Kickstarters, I've seen ones where it's like there's three updates over the course of nine months, and then it arrives, and it's like, well, I didn't even realize that was done. And then I've seen other ones. It's like, well, it's been six months, and they've done 112 updates, and not really much has happened. It's like, okay, there's got to be a happy medium. <laughs> The sad thing is what? all some people do is do a Kickstarter to do something and then you never get anything because yeah. some, bad shit happens. I mean, that's the risk you run with Kickstarter. We've talked about it before. Yep. That's why I'm much more cautious on like software-based projects or hardware stuff. Yeah. Stuff yeah, because there was a big software one that I backed that I'm still waiting for, but it's supposedly still going along. Comics X Writer for scripting comic books. But yeah, I haven't heard anything in a while. <laughs> Yeah. But now and I just looked at the clock and I realized we're running a little late, even though we're shorter on time. So we can just wrap up. I was going to say, we started late, though, too. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. we can start wrapping things up like we normally do, just talking about what we've been getting into and what we are getting into. And we'll start with Naki, because ladies first. Oh, fuck. Um. <laughs> I figured that was the response I'd get. That's pretty good. <laughs> classy. I am as classy as they come. Don't even fucking start. Um. Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I started watching Arrow, as we've talked about. Um, I finished the Dresden Files Proven Guilty book, so now I am in White Knight, um, which I've actually already hit the halfway point of, I believe. Um, because I've really, uh, as I've, I've stated this before, like, I didn't expect anything from Dresden Files. It's definitely not the most well-written book by any means, but it's a really damn good series. Um, I think I'm in the ninth, eighth, eight or ninth book right now out of 13. Skin Game came out this week, which is the latest book, and um, Boyfriend has already finished it, and he's yelling at me to read faster. So he has somebody to talk to about read it. Read faster, Naki. Do it now. I'm trying. I'm sorry, but if you don't, if you're if you're one of the types that don't actually like reading, but they like audiobooks, James Marsters of the Buffy fame um, does the does the audiobooks for it, and he gives voices to each character, and it's actually really fun to because like 
when Harry yells a spell, he actually yells the spell. He'll be talking really quietly, and all of a sudden, Fuego! And you're like, shit, <laughs> turn down your... Turn it down. James um, Monsters is a really good voice actor, too. Yeah. Nice. So, um... Brainiac. The voice yep. of, of Bob, who is um, Harry's, like, um, spiritual assistant, um, is actually the voice of Spike from Buffy, so... Uh, if you are of the Buffy... That one always makes me laugh, because that's a fake accent he made up for the show, and everyone's like, no, no, he's really British. I'm like, no, dude, he's from California. No, he's from he's from, he's from from the United States. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's something that always makes me laugh, um, is when Bob appears, and I'm actually listening to the audiobook. I'm reading it, because I read faster than, than he talks, but... Um, and then, what else am I doing these days? Um... It's warm out, so I'm outside more. Um, <laughs> I and I love the polar vortex. Don't get me wrong, I love cold weather. The heat is not my friend, but I've been outside, so yeah. What is wrong with you? I, mean, I have what? a puppy, <laughs> and he likes to play with the hose. When his face gets wet, he doesn't like it, so he rubs his face on the ground, and then he comes to me with with dirty ears, and he like stares at me like my ears are dirty. Clean them. It's funny. Shut up. I like my dog. Anyways. Nobody said anything about your dog, Malky. You're good. <laughs> Stop judging me. Stop judging me. Um, yeah, that's that's my stuff. Cool. I'll go next because mine's fairly short. I've been playing a lot of video games lately. I'm still playing Pokemon X on my DS. Yeah. I forgot Ocarina to offend you. I'm sorry. And then I picked up this week Watch Dogs, and uh, I know some people don't like it. I've had a uh, crap ton of fun with that game, and I've done, like, three story missions. I've just wandered the city saving people and unlocking CTOS towers and stuff like that, and I've had a lot of fun. So I've got thoughts on like, that game. It's like a hybrid of GTA and... Thoughts <laughs> and of that game. Splinter Cell and something else I can't think of off the top of my head. It's not a terrible game, but I think it was overhyped. I saw Cody had bought it, too, because I saw the picture on Instagram. Have you had a chance Still to play shrink that wrap. one? Still shrink wrap. Ooh. Yeah, leave it that way. Just take it back. It's fine. <laughs> That's because he's been playing Mario Kart. So let's hear what else Cody's been getting into. Um, actually, like like you, Naki, I enjoy cold weather. I hate sweating and feeling gross. Uh, however, I can be more social more easily in warm weather because people leave their places... And so I went to, like, a street festival yesterday, so I didn't actually play any video games. Very disappointing. Hence why I'm unqualified. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. Um, I do like the cold weather, but, you know, I'll get out while it's, like, kind of nice and whatever. Uh, I bought Watch Dogs. As you see, it's still in the shrink wrap. I want to do an unboxing video, but I kind of want to do it, like, at the Bean or something. Or, like, in Tribune Tower or somewhere to, like, give it a Chicago unboxing feel, you know. I've been getting into unboxing videos lately. If you go to uh, our, the Unqualified Gamers YouTube channel, uh, John and I unboxed Lightning Returns. And I shot an unboxing video of Mario Kart 8 Friday, and I'm going to edit that today and post that this afternoon. Oh, so, nice. Um, of course... There's literally no reason why these videos need unboxing videos because it's just a DVD case and a CD and, like, two inserts. But that's why it's funny. So we're not, like, taking them seriously. So that's a thing that we're doing now. See, if you're, um, if you're doing an unboxing, you need to take that first whiff of the game because there's something like new game smell, I honestly believe, exists when you open it. Yeah. New or it could be all, Yeah, or it could be all the weed from the neighbors downstairs. Who knows? You that know, either way. Too. Uh, but I've been get so I I've only played multiplayer in Mario Kart 8 when I had people over Friday. So I'm gonna finally play single player today. I'll maybe play Watch Dogs today if I decide that I don't need to do a dramatic downtown Chicago unboxing video. <laughs> and uh, that's about it. Mario Kart 8. I'm still playing Bravely Default on my 3DS. Uh, Watch Dogs is here, and I'm working on a bunch of videos for our YouTube channel. I just played through a game called DLC Quest last weekend, which is like an 8-bit side-scroller where you have to buy DLC throughout the game, um, which is kind of funny. But I've got like a little Let's Play I'm working on for that. So, good things. Good things. Well, we'll wrap up with Anthony. I know you've been getting into some stuff, so why don't you share it with us? 
Yep, I'm working on a five-page spread on Geek that has uh, the most convoluted shit I've ever uh, colored. So I've been making the eyes bleed again. It's pages filled with panels, filled with bookcases, filled with books. That's some crazy shit to color. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, that's been fun. And yeah, that five pages, the flatting is this close to being done. It's like 98% done. So the renders will be easy. Once I get past those five pages, I'm going to be really happy because they're just so convoluted and filled with amazing, awesome artwork, but really tough to do. And other than that, yeah, the Wildstar Live or Wildstar Head Start went live uh, Saturday, 12.01 a.m., so Friday night, and came home from a poker game and tried to get on and server problems and blah, blah, blah. Bunch of people complaining and shit. It's a head start for a live launch of an MMO. There's going to be problems, people. They went on a, from mm-hmm. Friday night, so Saturday morning we were trying to log in. They only had three North American PvP servers set up. All three of them were completely full, had a wait queue, Ended up, we all moved our characters over to the third one. It wasn't too bad. It was like, wait 20 minutes to get in. By the end of Saturday, when we all got done BSing and logged off last night, Wildstar had launched three brand new North American PvP servers. So they doubled the size of their servers for that particular group of gamers in the course of a day. The company's badass. Just every game has problems at launch. That's just the way it is. Yep. Yeah, That's cool. Getting into Wildstar, it's such a blast. And yeah, I actually got, now that everything counts, and the other thing they did was anybody that played during uh, beta, every day you, it was supposed to be, I think, every day you played, you got three boom boxes. And so each boom box, you open it up in the game, and they're attached to the accounts, and they are on there right now in Head Start for people that didn't have a problem. Some people logged in and couldn't find them, but they have account wide inventory now. And so it's something you can open up from any of your characters. And I have a, I had 113 boomboxes when I logged in yesterday. And it could have anything into it from, like, rune items for salvaging and stuff up to, like, housing items and mounts. The only problem that I didn't foresee was that it's, you know, set on your account. So you go in and you grab a box and open it, and then a timer starts. And it's 22 hours in between each time you can open a boombox. So I have to log in once a day, every day, for like the next, I think, nine months to open them all. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, I logged in, and they're like, wait, I got this with you, I got this with you. They're like, wait, Anthony was in for every day in beta. How many do you have? I'm like, I have 113. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, man. That's awesome. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm waiting to get my character up to the level for housing because I did the pre-order with the special edition, so I got the cool rocket house, so it's a spaceship that like looks like it landed on your property, and they just put a door and a front porch on it. So I got all that stuff to get to once I get my character up to that level. But yeah, I'm having a blast. It's, it's so much fun. The game goes live Tuesday. Um, anybody that's buying it, uh, I don't know. About, I don't know about the digital copy, but I know for sure the physical copies come with three guest passes that you can give to friends. So if you haven't tried the game, find a friend that bought it, get one of those guest passes from it. If you've ever enjoyed an MMO, there's plenty of stuff about Wildstar you'll like. I don't know why anybody wouldn't find at least five or six aspects of this game really enjoyable. It's really real, really well made, and it's funny as hell. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna have to check that out then. Sorry, guys, I got distracted because somebody sent me something about Batman Arkham Knight, and then I lost my attention <laughs> because that game comes out in October, and I want it now. No. Shut up. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> wow. There you have it. No. <laughs> no, I'm sad inside, and since I'm sad, I'm going to close the show. So thanks, everyone, for joining us today. A big thank you to Cody for joining us two weeks in a row. Thanks, guys. I'm also co-hosting the Gunna Geek podcast on Tuesday. That's right. So. I forgot you were. So I'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Yeah. And don't the forget man check is out, everywhere. Yeah, check out his podcast over at unqualifiedgamers.com. A part of the Gunna Geek Network over at gunnageek.com slash network. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Sure get the plug in. Uh, don't forget, everyone, we stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. Do the math for their time zones at live.atgnpodcast.com. So feel free to join in and berate us mercilessly in the chat room. It was very quiet there this weekend because no one was in the chat room. So I'm a sad panda. We yeah. missed you. We missed our peanuts. Our peanut gallery is gone. I think Anthony was the biggest part of our...
peanut gallery for a while. Um, <laughs> well, no, we still have problems. <laughs> we, we, need, we need some flip top head Canadians here, people. Come on. Exactly. You, you crazy Canucks. You Canuckle heads. <laughs> so, guys, it's going to wrap us for this week, and we will see you next week. Have a good one, folks, and bye. Bye, go Blackhawks. Science achieved! Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. You can find ATGN in a variety of places. Some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio. In fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com slash network where you can find all things good and nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek Network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join the Adahe, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com. The music you've heard for both the intro and outro of this show were found on SoundCloud.com and are used in accordance with the Creative Commons licenses. Leaving Earth by Abandon All Hope is used as the outro of this show, and The Wind Waker by the Neskimos is used as the intro and slightly modified in both cases. To get links directly to these songs, go to atgnpodcast.com and check out the background music section.